Shalom to all. Today's office is Yushalmi Brachas Daf Pei Dalad. We are starting Pei Gimel Amud Beis on the bottom with the brand new Mishnah. And in the Vilnius Source Sadaf, it's Samach Amud Beis on the bottom with the brand new Mishnah. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Maris Miriam Sarabas, Rabbi Yaakov Maisha, her Nishama should have an Aliyah. And Alachavav begins, the Mishnah says, Ein Varchan Alaner Vala Besamim Shal Gayim. No making a Bracha on the candle or on the flame and Besamim of Gayim. Now, this is for two different reasons. The reason why we're not allowed to make a Bracha on the Nair of Gayim is because there's a halacha regarding the Nair that we make this Bracha on Matzah Shabbos. Is it has to be a ner sheshavas. It has to be a ner that rested over Shabbos. And the guy most probably didn't usher malacha with it on Shabbos. So therefore, no making a bracha on his ner. No making a bracha on the besamim of a guy because the assumption is that these besamim are being used for avaydazara and we're not allowed to benefit from anything that's used for avaydazara. Mishnah continues, Val ner val besamim shall him. No making a bracha matzah Shabbos on the ner or besamim of a mace, of a person that died. The reason why we're not allowed to make a bracha on the ner of a mace is because it's being lit for the mace's covered. It's not being lit to provide light. So therefore, no making a bracha on it and no making a bracha on besamim of mesim because just there to remove the bad odor. It's not meant to give a pleasant smell. So no making a bracha on it either. The Mishnah continues, Val ner val besamim shall No making a bracha on the ner or besamim in front of avay dezara. And the Gemara is going to discuss why this is different than the first part of the Mishnah. The mission concludes, No making a bracha on Nair until he benefits from its light. Now the Gemara tells us, One is allowed to make a bracha on the Bissam of Gayim. Ask the Gemara, What we have this Brisa, it's arguing with our Mishnah. So the Gemara answers, We can establish this Brisa as referring to what he's doing in front of his store. He's displaying the Bissam in front of his store. According to Chaim Kanyeski, he's smoking the Bissam in front of his store. And in this way, he's trying to attract customers to come. He wants them to smell the delicious aroma, so since we know that it's clearly not for Vodizara, we can make a bracha on this Besamim. Ashashis, a lantern, even though it wasn't extinguished and it was lit on Shabbos, one could make a bracha on it. We had said that a person has to make a bracha on a ner shashavas. That doesn't mean that the ner is not allowed to be lit on Shabbos, it just means it's not allowed to have any melacha done with it. And a lantern that was lit the entire Shabbos that wasn't used at all is allowed to be used for Avdala, Matzah Shabbos. We continue, ner let's he has a lamp inside his lap, so he's benefiting from the warmth, but he can't see it. Or it's inside a kli. He didn't want the wind to blow out his candle, so he put a perforated kli over it. The light shines through the kli, but he can't actually see the candle itself. Or it's inside a glass of sorts, kind of like a Shabbos lamp that we have nowadays. He benefits from the light, but he can't necessarily see the flame. Or more scenarios, he could see the flame, but he can't benefit from its light because it's too far away from him. Or he could benefit from its light, but he can't see the flame because it's around the corner. In all these cases, He's not to make a brach on it. He has to see the flame and benefit from its light. Now the Gemara continues. There was five things that they said regarding a coal and five things they said regarding a flame. If the coal belongs to hektish, a person could be ever meila if he uses the coal. Let's say he puts his hand right next to it and derives warmth from it. He's going to be ever meila. However, a flame that's coming from something belonging to hektish, a person is not allowed to have hanah. However, if he does have an off from it, he's not over me'ila. That's because a flame doesn't have a mushes. It's not be'en. It's not something that's tangible. So therefore, he's not over me'ila. Continuing, gachel shal a coal that was used for avaydazara, a sura, one may not use it. Vishal heves, however, flame coming from something that's from avaydazara, mutaris is permitted. Hamudah hanamechaveroi, a person who's not allowed to derive benefit from his friend because there's another hana on him, asur b'gachaltoi, he's not allowed to derive benefit from that person's coal because again, it's something real. It's something that has mushes. But umatibishal haftoi, he's allowed to benefit from his flame. 
If a person picks up a coal and brings it out into Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos, chayv, he's chayv for carrying. But if he carries out a flame, potter, he's potter. Now, how does a person carry out a flame without carrying out a coal? So it could be that he has a tiny piece of wood that's on fire, and he wouldn't be chayv for carrying out that tiny piece of wood because it's too small. He's not chayv for carrying out the flame either. Now, lastly, in contrast, make a bracha on a flame and not on a coal. Now, Rav Chibar Ashi says, B'Shem Rav, Im Hayu if the coal was glowing, then one could make a bracha on it because there's light over there. Rav Yechonin the Kartzion says, B'Shem Rav Nachum Bar Simai, Bilvan HaNiktefes, it has to be Niktefes. Now, what does Niktefes mean? That means that the flame will grab onto something, meaning if he takes a little wood chip or a toothpick and puts it into the coal, there's enough of a flame there that it's going to catch onto this toothpick or wood chip, so then one can make a bracha on that Matzah Shabbos. And the Gemara continues, Tani, we have a Brisa, if a guy lit a flame from a yid, or if a yid lit a flame from a guy, one could make a bracha on that flame. As the Gemara, we understand that if a guy lit from a yid, we can make a bracha on that flame because we know it was Shabbos, because it came from a yid. But Me'ata, now that you said that if a yid lit from a guy, we can make a bracha on that flame as well, we should even allow if one guy lit from another guy, since it's a totally different flame, guy number two now has a different flame than guy number one. It's considered a new fire, so we should be allowed to make a bracha on that also. Now the Gemara says no, because Ashkach Tani, we found that there's a Brisa, Gai mi Gai, Ein Mavarchen. If one guy lit a flame from another guy on Matzei Shabbos, we can't make a bracha on that. The Gemara continues, Rabbi Vos says, B'Shem Rabbi Yechanan, Mavoy Shekulei Gaiim, a Mavoy, an alleyway, that all the people living there are Gaiim, V'Yisrael Echad Arbesaychai, and there's one Yid that lives there, V'Yatz Mishama Ur, and there's light of a fire coming out of there on Matzei Shabbos, Mavarchen Alea, a person's allowed to make a bracha on it, B'Shvil Aisei Yisrael Shasham, because he can rely that it comes from that Yid that lives there. Now going to Besamim, Rabbi Vos says, B'Shem Rabbi Yechanan, Ein Mavarchen, Loyal Besam Shalele Shabbos Betveria, no making a bracha besamim Matzei Shabbos on the besamim that were lit Friday night in Tveria, Loyal Besam Shalmatz Shabbos Betzipayrin, and not on the besamim that's lit Matzei Shabbos in Tzipayri, Loyal and Ner, Loyal Besamim Shal Ar Erev Shabbos Betzipayrin, and not on the Ner or the besamim of Ar Erev Shabbos, which means the night before Erev Shabbos, meaning Thursday night that's in Tzipayri, and why not making a bracha on any of these besamim? Sheinu Nosuyin El Adaver Acher. They're only there for something else. We're only allowed to make a bracha besamim on something which is meant to provide a pleasant smell. But this besamim or incense was lit in order to infuse clothing with a good smell, but it wasn't meant to smell in and of itself, so therefore no making a bracha on it. The Gemara continues, we had said in the Mishnah Valel and Erev Shamesim, no making a bracha on the Nero or besamim of a corpse. Now the Gemara tells us, Rabbi Chizki of Rabbi Yaakov Bar Acha Sei B'Shem Rabbi Yaisi Rabbi Chanina, Hadadat Amar Benusun Lumalam Mitasa Shames. It's only if it's placed above the bed of the mace, meaning by the head, then it's very clear that it's only for the mace, and it's not for us, so therefore we can't make a bracha on it. If it's placed in front of the bed of the mace, we could make a bracha on it. Why is that? Because I say, it's meant to cover the living people, the people that are bringing the mace, and they're taking care of the mace, and it's not meant for the mace itself. We had said, the Gemara asks, when the first part of the Mishnah says, we're not allowed to make a bracha on the Nero Basam of Gayim, isn't Nero Basam of Gayim the same thing as Nero Basam of Avaydazara? So the Gemara answers, we can explain it to mean that this is talking about Avaydazara of Yisrael. If Yisrael is serving Avaydazara, the Rashirelio says that he's not serving Avaydazara because he believes in Avaydazara. He's doing so just to trick the Gayim, so they think he's serving Avaydazara for whatever reason. Still, no making a bracha on this Nero Basam of Avaydazara. The Gemara continues explaining the Mishnah. We had said, no making a bracha on Nero until one benefits from its light. On top, the Gemara says, the Pasuk says, Hashem saw light that it was good. And afterwards, the Pasuk says, Hashem separated in 
between the R and the Chai Shach. So first one has to see the light, and only then we have Havdalah. So two great people of the world, Darshind, who are those two great people? Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Shem, Ben Lakesh. The Pasuk says, Avdala Vadai. That means there was a complete separation. There was a complete separation between day and night, light and dark. It means Hashem separated this light for Himself, meaning He took this light that was created on the first day of Sheshes Mebreshes and He used it for Himself. Rabban and Amrin, they say, He separated this light for Tzadikim. And now explaining Rabbi Yechon, Rish Lakesh, Mashlu Mashal, they gave a Mashal, what's it comparable to? To a king that had two officers or ministers. This one said, I want to serve the king during the day. The other one said, I want to serve the king during the day. He called the first one, he told him, You, mister, the day is your tchum, you're going to serve during the day. He called the second one, and he told him, Sir, the night is going to be your tchum. And that's Pshat in the Pasuk. Meaning, To the light, he told him, Day is going to be your tchum. To darkness, he said, The nighttime is going to be your tchum. As the Pasuk says, This is what Hashem said to Yoiv. Have you ever in your days commanded the morning? Have you ever informed morning of its place? Now, how do we understand this? Word yidata, we understand it as yadata eza makaymishal arsheshes me bereshes echanignaz. Do you know where that arsheshes me bereshes is hidden? You don't know where it's hidden. And Amar Tanchuma, no Amar's time. I see a reason. The pasuk says yitzer aruvayruchaysech aisa shalom. The one who forms light and creates darkness, who creates peace. Now, what do we learn from here? Mishayata from when darkness and light came into the world, aisa shalom benehem. Hashem made peace between them, deciding that light is going to be during the day and that darkness is going to be at night. And continue to explain the mission. We had said einu no make the until one benefits from its light. Now Rav Amar Rav says the word is Yeisu with an Aleph. Ushmul Amar Shmuel says Yeisu with an Ayin. Mand Mar Yeisu. Rav says that it's with an Aleph. What's his source? The pasuk says Ach Neus Lachem. It's with this that we're going to listen to you. This is referring to when Shechem and Chamar came to try to convince Bnei Yaakov to give them Dina. So they had said it's only with this if you give everyone a bris milah. So then we're going to listen to you. So Lashon of Neus is us listening to you and we're going to give you this benefit. We see that this Lashon of Neus or yeis with an aleph has to do with receiving benefit. And with an ayin, what's Shmuel's source? The Pasuk says, Literally, this means to understand how to respond to those who thirst for the word of Hashem. Now, another machlak is Rav and Shmuel, how to spell a word. Taman Tanin over there, we learned. How are we ma'aber a city? Now, what does it mean to be ma'aber a city? So we know there's something called Chom Shabbos. A person is not allowed to go more than 2,000 amas from his place of dwelling. Now, in a city, this 2,000 amas is measured for all the residents of this city from the border, from the outskirts of the city. Now, how do we measure where the border of the city is? So, halacha is, even if we have, let's say, a straight border of the city, but there's one house which is within 70 and a bit amas outside the city, so that house is considered an ibur of the city, it's an extension of sorts of the city, and we'll be able to measure 2,000 amas from that house which is outside the city, at least for that section. So, we have machlekes Rav and Shmuel. Rav Amr, he says ma'abrin, it's spelled with an aleph. Ushmuel Amr, he says ma'abrin with an ayin. Man Amr ma'abrin, why is Rav spell it with an Aleph, because we're adding on a limb to this city. We're measuring the city by its regular border. This city, which is jutting out, kind of looks like a limb, like an arm or a leg or something like that. Amanda Amar Ma'abrin, Shmuel, that says with an ayin, that's Ki'ishu Ubara, like a pregnant woman. Just like a pregnant woman, her stomach sticks out, so this section sticks out as well. And another machlek is we learned over there. Lifne a dehem shal gayim, before the yomtif of gayim. Now Rav Amar, he says a dehen with an ayin, Ushmuel Amar, he says a dehen with an 
Aleph. Mandamare Dehen, according to Shmuel Tedain with an Aleph, what's his source? The Pasuk says, Kikar of Yom Edom, for their day of destruction is near. And this is referring to the destruction of Vaidazara, so we see that Edain is with an Aleph. And Umandamare Dehen, according to Rav, that Edain is with an Ayin, what's his source? The Pasuk says, Ve'edehem Hema, and they are their own witnesses. Bal Yeru, Bal Yedu, they can't see, they don't know anything. Lamanye Vaishu, so that the Oivde Vaidazara will be ashamed. So we see that the Ve'edehem of the Pasuk is referring to Vaidazara. Now the Gemara asks, Man Makaim Shmuel, time to Rav, what does Shmuel do with Rav's reasoning? It's very clear from this Pasuk that we're talking about Vaidazara. So Gemara answers that Shmuel understands the Pasuk meaning, Ve'edehem Hema, they are their own witnesses. What does it mean they are witnesses? Shehein Asidin Levayish Es Oivdehen Luyem Hadin. The idols are going to end up being Mavayish. They're going to end up embarrassing those that serve them on the final day of judgment. But according to Rav, Edehem means they are their own witnesses. They are witnesses on themselves. And therefore we see from Rav's understanding the Pasuk that Ve'edehem is talking about the Vaidazara, as opposed to witnesses being on Oivdeh Vaidazara. Now we continue talking about the Ner of Matzei Shabbos. One is allowed to make a bracha on the Ner until he benefits from its light. Now how close does a person have to be? So Rav Yehuda says, B'Shem Shmuel, Kedeshiyu Nashim Tavas La'irai, so that a woman can spin thread by its light. Now that doesn't mean that a woman actually has to spin thread by the light. It just means that if this person were to be a woman spinning thread, he would have to be close enough that he'd be able to use that light to spin thread. Now Rav Yechanan, he says, So his eyes are able to see what's in a cup or what's in a plate. Meaning, according to Rav Yechanan, has to be even closer. He has to be able to discern something small in a cup or a plate. Now Rav Yechanan, he holds that one has to be even closer. He has to be close enough that the light is strong enough that he's going to be able to tell the difference between one coin and another coin. However, now we have a different opinion. Tanri Rav he taught, even if it's a room that's 10 by 10 amos, and he's standing all the way at the other end of the room, he could still make a bracha on the light. Contra Rabbi one doesn't actually have to get benefit from the light. He simply has to be able to get benefit from the light. Now we have a story, Rabbi Zeira, Makrav Kumei Butsina, went very close to the light. Amrlai Talmidim, his Talmidim told him, Rebbe, Ma'at Machmer Leinu, what are you being Machmer on us for? You're implying that we actually have to be right next to the light. But Tanri Rabbi Shaya, Rabbi Shaya taught in Nebraisa, Afilu Triklan Esral Esar Mavarchen, even if it's a room that's 10 by 10 amois, a person can still make a brach on the light, even though he's not near it. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow with a brand new halacha. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.